till 10 o'clock every night. I'm too tired. Too tired for what? To be up till 10 o'clock every night. It's not even close to 10. It's going to be 10. It is 9. It's 10 to 9. And this week on Practically Christian (laughs) Podcast, we discuss the myth of deconstruction. Not the myth of decompression. (laughs) You can sleep when you're dead. I don't want to sleep when I'm dead. I want to enjoy life when I'm dead. I want to sleep when I'm alive. Is this Lewis? Bum, bum. Who is this? Bum. I think it's Lewis. Big Lou, not Lewis. It doesn't say it there? No, it, it doesn't. Dun, dun. So happy, happy, happy Wednesday. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy hump day. It is Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. See, we, we view this very differently. Tomorrow I'll be a little more excited. Why? What's tomorrow? Thursday. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like it's not like it's like, you know. No, nothing special is happening. Progress monitoring in my classroom. Some math assessments. Mm. That's about it. Well, as you guys can tell, um, Debbie is very uh, wide awake for this episode. I'm tired. I am excited to be with you all, though. I am excited. I can be excited and tired. <laughs> so, and and I'm actually really excited to get into this particular episode because this is really like this um, microcosm mm-hmm. of, I think, what we see on a larger scale all over the place now. Is it microcosm or microchasm? I don't know. I was just asking. I have heard it both ways. I've heard it both ways. I like it. But it seems like every single day, Mm -hmm. there's some new person who has some credibility, a following, you know, has been doing this thing that we call ministry for years and years and years. And they're now going, I'm I'm having a crisis of faith. I mean, we have seen mega (sighs) pastors like these guys who, who have a congregation of 5,000 plus people, um, you know, the, the, those mega celebrity pastors. Yeah. Um, it just seems like the Christian faith is falling apart mm-hmm. every single where we look. Every single place we look. Oh, the places you'll go. That's a good book. Oh, I didn't mean to quote Dr. Seuss. Or, or, is that allowed? I don't oh, know. man, we might get censored. Stop. But anyway... It just this new buzzword came this this whole cancel culture movement. Uh, um, this new word popped out called deconstruction. Deconstruct. It's such a new hip fun word to say. And I'm gonna go ahead and say it is a myth. It is a myth. And it is impossible mm-hmm. to deconstruct your ideology. Yep, I agree. You just never believed what you said you believed in the beginning. No. You weren't grounded or founded. You were not grounded or founded. That's what, yeah, that's what I mean. Um, I just, because that's where everybody goes. Like the, some new pastor comes out and he's like, oh, I no longer believe that Jesus is the son of the living God. Uh, you know, all this is a myth or, or, or they'll even go like, you know, oh, there's good life principles you can take away. But 
but there's no such thing as God. And in the first place, most Christians go is, oh, well, they never believed to begin with. I go, especially if you're someone who's dedicated 20 years of your life, you believed on some level. You believed maybe for the moment, but I don't think you were grounded in truth. Maybe you were grounded in ideas and things that you liked. So to tie that into like with what we see what's going on right now with the whole social justice movement Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, here's the problem is when I tie Jesus to earthly uh, human things, these things are eventually going to fail. So I think of that song, turn your eyes upon Jesus where it says, and the things of earth will grow. um, Strangely dim. Right. And they will because it's not gospel. It's your own thought. It's your own idea. Oh, absolutely. Made from human error and flaws and faults. And that's why all these things are exploding all over the place. But but let's take a deeper dive into how I can sit here and go, hey, this whole thing is a myth. Okay. Okay. So uh, first the term deconstruction. D being that, that prefix to construction, mm-hmm. um, construction meaning to build, build and put together. to put together. And then D would be the opposite of that would be to take things apart. So, so you have spent your entire life mm-hmm. learning, right? Maybe not academically, maybe not, you know, well, you learn through but, play, but you learn you, through conversations. You just learn. You learn. Like, right. you are the person you are today mm-hmm. based on the life that you have lived up until this point. Right. The information you've been took, the songs you listen to, mm-hmm. uh, uh, whether or not you went to church, whether or not your parents went to church, whether right. or not, like, all of these different things, every single decision you have made has led you to where you are right now. Right. And you have constructed what is called a world view. Mm-hmm. You see the world through a certain lens based upon your life's experience. Experiences, right. Okay, so I am a white male and I view things through that lens because that's all I've been my entire life. And how you were raised and where you lived and your experiences, like you said. Absolutely. I am a... I didn't know if you were going to follow that up with me. If you want to, have at it. Go ahead. But for example, like again, going back to this whole worldview thing and how you view things, Mm -hmm. um, where you fall on the whole concept of gender identity Mm. is a worldview. Right. For example, as a follower of Jesus, Mm -hmm. I land on this idea that gender is not fluid. Right. It is not something... That can change. You are either born male or you are born female. Right. Your genitals tell you that. However, if your worldview was shaped by, let's say, atheism or agnosticism, um, or in other words, you know, not believing in a higher God, you might land on gender being this fluid concept um, and, and you might land on that whole ideology of each individual can choose for themselves what gender they are based upon what they feel. Right. But really your worldview goes so much further than just gender identity. Mm -hmm. It literally shapes everything about you. Right. 
mm-hmm. how you view the world mm-hmm. is going to impact how I am as a friend, as a husband, as a son, as, as, a, customer, as a father, as a customer. As a driver down the road. Literally it, every single thing. Everything. Um, and everything you do is tied to what you believe and what your worldview is. Right. And then now in steps this mighty awesome word. Deconstruction. Deconstruction. Um, I just think of like a really, like a really fast reverse button on the VCR when you're like, Oh, let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Um, most people listening have no idea what you're talking about. No idea what we're talking about. But, um, it's this word deconstruction is described as breaking down your presuppositions mm-hmm. and worldview and evolving in what you think. So uh, deconstruction wouldn't be devolving. It would. So you're growing and it's growth is how it's viewed. Exactly. Okay. I disagree. So you're evolving and, 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 and what I, we have to understand is if we were like you just explained, mm-hmm. If we were to look at deconstruction, it would literally mean you're going back to nothing. Right. Like you're going back to nothing. Baby. Yeah. Infant. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's kind of what this thing is is talking about like we're going to break down all these things, we're going to get to a place of nothingness and then we're going to build ourselves um back up. Right. The problem is is everyone has an opinion about everything. Mhm. I have an opinion about the way the curtains in the house look. I don't voice that opinion because it's not a priority of mine. And you're colorblind, so it doesn't matter really. But but again, I you have... You had an opinion about our bed sheets that <laughs> I bought the other day. flowers on them. <laughs> um, but your opinion is based on your upbringing. It's mm-hmm. based upon your life experience and all sorts of other external and internal influences. Right. So if we were to think about it this way, if I were to build a building, every story built is a new evolution in my worldview. Right. Okay. So it starts with what I learned from home. It starts with that foundation. Mm-hmm. And and then what my friends in school are saying, right. you know, and it adds another floor. And then what I read or what I watch on TV adds another floor. And what music I listen to adds another floor. Mm-hmm. And all these other things that make up my entire world view. Right. To deconstruct that building would mean I would have to tear it down to the ground, put sod down, and now act like there's nothing there. Right. Like I didn't experience anything throughout the course of my life. Right. You can't do that. No, you can't, un- you can't erase everything that you've gone through. No, not at all. Even you're like, you know, like, you know what? I'm just not even going to, all's forgotten. It, that's not true. <laughs> and then you get into the whole, you know, problem with repression and, and, and all of that and trying to push down, like you have to deal with all this. Right. It's in like some dealing way, with, shape um, or form. With, with trauma. Avoidance is, is going to lead to more issues. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that instead of saying deconstruction, what we should say, which would be more accurate is remodeling i like that see we can always change what the building looks like like i can come into this room we are in bring some paint bring some new curtains which i'm hoping we do move some things around Mm -hmm. you know redecorate reorient what this room looks like right but i can't deconstruct the room like it was never here right because it was here (laughs) right 
that wall has always been here, even if you move that wall, which wouldn't be a bad idea either. But, um, yeah. And and really, I would also stand on this and argue that decon that 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 this is a good thing, right? To stop and think about, okay, what am I believing? Why do I believe what Absolutely. I believe? Yeah, absolutely. I think you should constantly ask that and question that and really dig deep into this is because you're going to come up against people that are that are going to ask you why do you believe what you believe, or why do you do what you do? And you know that it's not the time you want to be like, you know what. Right. I don't know. I'm constantly, even our kids. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Why? Why? Like, well, not even that. Like, not like what they're doing. Whoa. Don't just give me an answer you think I want to hear. Yeah, but I was talking more so like, you can't believe just because mommy and daddy believe. Right. We have zero expectation of that. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. I've told them, I would rather you come to me and go, hey, daddy, look. I don't believe this. I get you're a pastor, but. Nah, I just really can't buy into this whole Jesus thing. Right. And let's have those conversations. Mm-hmm. But pe- I think to... people are scared to have those conversations. They don't encourage their kids to have them. And it it definitely doesn't happen often. I don't believe within the confines of church walls. That's just a, I got to keep this frustration and concern to myself. And then the next, and, and then really that's why people leave churches and don't say anything. And they just kind of go off and do their own little thing. Yeah. Because they're uncomfortable with confrontation and conversation. But see, I go, you want to go stronger in your faith? Mm -hmm. You want to go deeper in your relationship with Christ? Ask questions. Ask these questions. Go, hey, look. Ask someone who's been... I read this in the Bible. Mm -hmm. This doesn't make sense to me. Can you help me understand what this means? Don't tell me what it means. Help me understand. Tonight's dinner conversation was... Our 11-year-old's asking about the origins of evil. Right. And if God created everything, and and that means God created the devil, does that mean that God created evil and therefore is an evil being and therefore is not to be worshipped as God? Right, and we don't need to get into that conversation, but that's the conversation we had at our dinner table. But I go... People should be having those conversations. Uncomfortable, awkward. Well, even with me, like... I'm having this conversation with them going, man, I got to dig and go, okay, well, well, let's, let's, let's think this, this through. Right. And that's either going to do one or two things. It's going to expose holes in my belief system, belief system that I need to work on. And I need to like really dig deeper and go, right. is this really what I believe? Or it's going to drive me deeper into what I do believe. I'm digging more into, let me, let me understand more of this. Exactly. Are you good? And and seriously, that's how we grow. We should always be remodeling. Right. Like, you know, if you're a homeowner, you know, you're never fully done with your house. Because as soon as you get done with the kitchen, you're looking at the living room going, you know, what? you know, and by the time you go through the living room, you're looking at the dining room and then the bedroom and then the right. bathroom. And then next thing you know, your kitchen's outdated. So you're going back to the kitchen. This right. is why the Shema found in Deuteronomy six. This is why Moses says, like, when you wake up in the morning, be in the word. When you go to bed at night, be, be in the, the word. word. Right. Like you should always be doing that because it is through that that we either come to a conclusion what we believe or is wrong or it's going to aid us in, in cementing and concreting what we believe. That yes, this is what I believe and why I believe it. So like in Mark 9... 14 through 29, Jesus heals a boy with an unclean spirit. And when Jesus, um, when asking Jesus to do this, the boy's father asked Jesus in verse 22, if this is possible, please have compassion and help him. 
You know, and Jesus responds very, very, very graciously by going, you know, all things are possible for the one who believes. And the man asked Jesus, help, help my, my unbelief. unbelief. Yeah, I love that. I, I've said that. <laughs> like I go, you know, Jesus wasn't beating this guy in the head going, what do you what mean? Do you mean? If all th- like, right. do you not know who you is talking right. to? Do you like, know who I am? Right. You know my title? I'm not even going to heal him because you, right. you. I'm just to prove a point. But seeing that goes deeper because, mm-hmm. you know, we've had those those talks before about, you know, well, I've been praying. Well, you didn't have enough faith. Don't tell people that. So therefore your prayer didn't get answered because you don't have enough faith to believe that Jesus is going to do this. Jesus healed this boys and helped the father with the faith at the same time. Right. See, it's not the amount of faith that I put into it. It's not how much I believe. Right. Because if you could do things, then what's God for? Because faith isn't saying. I believe. It's saying because I believe. There. I will do. There we go. I mean, all day. Right. And we all get to points when our worldview is challenged. And that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. We have to stop looking at every challenge like from that pious standpoint of going like, who are you to challenge me? Right. How who dare are you, you to, mm-hmm. to ask about this? This means we're growing. And if, if we're growing, then that means we're not dying. Right. Because when you stop growing, when you stop getting stronger, that means you are dying. Yeah. Because th- th- when you I stop moving, cause I don't care who you are. You have had a time in your life where you got rocked, where where you had a crisis of what you believe, and that caused you to do one or two things: abandon ship, which or is what we tighter. see, mm-hmm. which is what we see in in culture now, mm-hmm. because you know it's cancel culture. It's easier to just go, "Hey, I'm going to get I'm rid of this, this and anymore. I'm not going to fight it." And there are some things you just, you should be like, you know what, I'm I'm not fighting this. But when it comes to your belief system and because regardless I mean, of whether geez. you believe in Christ or not, right. you have a belief system. Right. You believe something. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless. You know, so take the Bible. You know, for most of my life, I was told the Bible was written so that I may know how to do my life. Right. That it's it, it's life's manual. Mm-hmm. Not Emmanuel. Manual. Manual. And the older I got, the more I realized... That the Bible is for me. It's not and about I, me. Oh, and I'm stealing it from Joby all yeah. day. I'm actually putting that quote in my sermon this week yeah. too. But yeah, it's for me. It's for me to know who God is. It just ain't about me. Right. Um, you know, the entire point of scripture is for me to know God, right. who he is, and what that means for everything deeper. in my life. Right. You know, remodeling the kitchen right now Mm -hmm. see asking questions and remodeling are not bad things in themselves they can be dangerous if left unchecked you know they could be you know like like if you're questioning something but you develop that whole you know i just have to have faith mindset no you're gonna find yourself frustrated later on going i can't I, i don't understand this this is frustrating i have no answers ask questions right dig deeper and don't just, you know. Don't and, use that cop out. Oh, you just got to have faith. And you know what? And I'm not digging on people when they when they do this, but I just think it's kind of cliche. Talking to the microphone. I think it's kind of cliche. Just just open your Bible. But I don't know what to, I, 
and and you hear the person going, but I don't know where to look. Just open your Bible. It'll come to you. You should read your Bible with purpose. And intentionality. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're not just, it's not a magic book that you're just like, Ooh, what am I going to open to today? And then, you know, there's your symbols and signs. Thank you. Propaganda. You know? So if we look at LGBTQ plus, um, like for most followers of Jesus, that's a very black and white issue. But it's not. You know, they're bad, we're good. Mm-hmm. They're evil, we're righteous. Right. But why on earth would any person who, A, believes all people, mm-hmm. all, people all people are made in all the people. image of God. Right. And B, because of that, they deserve to be treated with respect and, and dignity, dignity mm-hmm. and C, that we have all sinned and, and fallen, fallen short of the glory of God. Yep. Be against extending civil, basic civil human rights. Just be a decent freaking human being. Well, I can't even, like, it'll get me red hot. I'm going to <laughs> say bad words and I can't do that on here. You know, and I go, but we want to take a different standpoint. Ugh, some of the treatment. It's like. And then we wonder. Why? Do, well, I can't. I can't even <laughs> entertain that conversation. Because, I mean, I can sit on my throne and look down only if I believe that their sin is worse than my sin. Right. Absolutely. And in doing that, I am placing something in scripture that is not there. And what happens is it's not that their sin is worse than someone else's or worse than yours. It's just that yours may be a little more hidden than yeah. theirs. Theirs is just out in the open. Yours might be that thing that's behind closed doors in your room by yourself at the computer or on the phone or whatever, whatever the case might be. Your sin is just not seen, but it is there. I repeat, it is there. And 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 we didn't bring that up because of that particular issue. That, no. that issue and where I just landed on that. Yeah. That is a result of digging a lot deeper. of digging deep yes. and remodeling and, and looking at my worldview and going doing your research really am, and truly am I extending love and grace and mercy the same right. way that love grace and mercy was extended to me in the person and work of Jesus because going back to all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God all right and all I'm those. not and I'm not saying that as disciples of Jesus that we don't call sin sin absolutely mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the only two places we can be are accepting uh, or alienating either. I am just simply saying that if we look at the sin in our own lives before condemning the sin in someone else's life, Matthew 7, 5 all day, how can I take the speck out of my neighbor's eye Mm -hmm. while I have a plank in my own? Right. See, because in the end, our goal should be to love God with everything we are and love others the way we love ourselves. And we live in a world where I won't tell you, you look through Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or what's that other one? Something. TikTok, whatever. People love, love themselves. So if you love yourself that much, you should be loving other people to the point that it pains you when you see them not being loved and treated well. It should cause you discomfort and cause you to want to step up and do something so you should be doing something this week and that is our challenge this week dig deep into what you believe challenge yourself yep don't just go hey i believe this because this is what i was taught i believe this because some guy standing at the front of the church said this right like you dig in for yourself and you go hey look do i have some remodeling i need to do do i have some areas in my heart that i need to grow in right um 
and and don't be shocked when when the spirit grabs a hold and, and does tells what you the yes. spirit does. Yep. So, didn't mean for any of this to come off hateful. By the way, we love you guys. Should have put this plug at the very beginning. Um, but make sure you go subscribe to the channel Sent Church Four Towns on YouTube. Um, make sure you're following Mission Media on Instagram and Facebook. We love you, and we, we can't you do this without you. Bye.